Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the third Sunday in Lent, the Repent Series Reverse. Leading the liturgy this morning is Mike Henning, DCE. Preaching this morning is Reverend Dan Taves. The children's message will be coming from Trigger from Camp Luther. We will be following Lutheran Service Divine Service Setting 3. We join the service already in progress. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Lord's warm and toasty house as we gather together today on a cold, snowy Sunday. Uh, do you know, if we gave out stars for worship, which we don't, but if we gave out stars for worship, you would get two today. One for remembering that it's an hour earlier, way to go, uh, no sleeping through the sermon today. And second, just for showing up in the snow. We're glad that you're here with us today. But for those of you who are joining us online, I think we give you a star too because uh, for you being able to uh, remember to be with us and get up and turn, turn on and tune in, we're glad you're here too. And you know there are hundreds of folks who are joining you online. And if you want, if you're watching live, 
uh, on the side of your uh, viewer. You can get on the chat host and say good morning to people. You can have a little discussion, uh, conversation with each other. We have a chat host that's there that would like to talk with you. So uh, if you're watching with us online, I'm assuming there'll be a few more on this cold, snowy day. Uh, say hello to one another because uh, you are a part of our worship too. And so you get a gold star also. Uh, glad to be able to be in the Lord's house with you this day as we continue our series. Uh, you know, our year theme is re, R-E, re, and so our theme for Lent is repent, and our theme for this weekend in Lent is reverse. Uh, we'll talk about an important part of turning, uh, of repenting is turning from our sins and turning to God and how God's Holy Spirit enables us to do that. So look forward to digging into the Word with you today, especially as we get to talk about this wonderful story about a wee little man named Zacchaeus. Uh, that's our gospel lesson today. And so we'll talk about lessons learned from Zacchaeus today. Uh, just a few announcements before we dig in. Again, today is the deadline for ordering Easter flowers. Uh, you know, you can order those flowers to help decorate both of our worship sites. Uh, today's the deadline for doing that. You can do that online or you can do that on the forms that are in the back of the church or on our bulletin boards. Uh, and if you'd like to memorialize your flowers for someone, uh, please make a note of that in the sheet and we'd be glad to do that. Uh, then did you also notice in your announcement bulletin this Thursday we have a special dementia awareness and support group meeting. Uh, it just seems that so many of us are struggling or know someone who's struggling with dementia. So if you'd like to just join with others, learn more and support one another through that, that's Thursday at seven o'clock here at Faith. Uh, it's also the season of Lent. So our Lenten uh, worship services on Tuesday mornings at 11 and, and on Wednesday nights are continuing. And there is also a Lenten supper this Wednesday and it's uh, smoked pulled pork. So you don't want to miss that one, right? Uh, one of our favorites. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can still do that this weekend online or uh, in this, um, uh, on the bulletin boards as well. And then last thing I want to say is we have a special guest with us here today. Trigger is here, the director at Camp Luther. And you know how much we love Camp Luther here at Faith and the amazing things that uh, we've experienced there through the years. And so Trigger is going to talk to us about some of the stuff that's going on at camp. So come on up, my friend. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor, very much. Really appreciate it. And good morning to you all. Uh, yeah, good morning. Um, as Pastor said, my camp name is Trigger uh, from Camp Luther uh, as the executive director. I've not even been there a whole year. But one thing I've recognized since being there is the amazing support of individuals and churches and just families like you. So there's a couple things I want to share with you. And, and the most important, I think, this morning is thank you. Thank you for supporting Camp Luther, coming alongside our mission statement of building up all people in Christ for service and witness to the world. Just thank you for being a part of that ministry. Uh, I, I just, uh, I can't say that enough. Um, so thank you for that support in, in whatever way that, that comes in. Um, I know Mike, uh, uh, he comes out with, with your kids uh, a ton and uh, just brings uh, so much joy uh, for 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 the partnership that we have together in the ministry. So thank you for the, uh, for the support. A couple other things, CampLuther.com. CampLuther.com. Check that out. A couple things you're going to find there. One is our summer registration is open for kiddos like you guys uh, and whoever else is a kid. Um, or if you know of kids, come check us out at CampLuther.com and sign up for camp. Tell your friends about camp. Get your kids to camp 
this summer. We want to see you at camp. Now, out of 1,600 registrations that we need to fill camp, we're already over 1,300. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's huge. Yep, it's really huge. And so I say that as one, we celebrate that, but two, things are filling up quickly. Uh, secondly, what you'll find at CampLuther.com is a little bit of info on our uh, work bee this coming spring. If you want to come and help us get ready for summer, uh, please check that out. Uh, also things like uh, uh, our golf fundraiser event that helps support every kid to camp. Uh, you'll read about uh, cottages, family ministries, all the stuff going on at Camp Luther. Uh, check us out there at CampLuther.com. After this service, well, actually, after the children's message, I'm cruising over to Celebration, so I'm not going to be here afterwards. But Mike is going to fill in for me at the table, and so if you have any questions, um, get with him, and uh, he'll get those to me, or leave him your contact, and we'll, be make, we'll, we'll make sure to, uh, to connect back with you. So once again, just thank you, and um, uh, just... Please keep us in the prayers this summer uh, that, that God and his work would just be glorified mightily through the ministry of Camp Luther. Thanks, Pastor. What was that, CampLuther.com? Yes. What was it again? <laughs> CampLuther.com. Thank you. All right, everybody, let's begin our time of worship, and we're going to begin with the opening hymn, Today Your Mercy Calls Us. That's hymn 915 in your hymnal. Our opening hymn this morning is from Lutheran Service Book 915. Today your mercy calls us. Today your mercy calls us to wash away our sin. However great our trespass, whatever we have been, however long from mercy our hearts have turned away, your precious blood can wash us and make us clean today.
please stand as you are able as we continue with our invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And, and you forgave, forgave the iniquity of, of my sin. We take a moment for a silent reflection and confession. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. We flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O oh, most, most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us. And for his sake, grant us remission of all our sins. And by your Holy Spirit, increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, my friends, upon this your confession... I, by virtue of my office, as one of your called and ordained servants of the word, announce the grace of God to you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks be to God. The intro today is Psalm 32.
Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Our next hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book 606. I lay my sins on Jesus. I lay my sins on Jesus, the spotless Lamb of God. He bears them all and frees us from the accursed load. I bring my guilt to Jesus to wash my crimson stains, clean in his blood most precious, till not a spot remains.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us Jesus, our comforter, rescuer, and redeemer. For it is by his life, death, and resurrection that our sins are paid in full, and we can look forward to spending eternity with you. As we continue journey through Lent and reflect on the sacrificial life of Jesus, keep us on your path of righteousness, so the saving love of Christ is the measure of our lives. In Jesus' powerful and precious name we pray. Amen. Well, it's now time for our children's message. So the kids that are here, why don't you come up right over here and sit down right in this front row right here. And my friend Trigger is going to have a special message for you. And as they're coming up, I think I met Trigger in 05 yeah. at LVR in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, that's how our relationship started. It was really fun to connect back again as he came back to Camp Luther this past year. So it's been really cool. So he's going to have a great message, lots of energy, and a wonderful message. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. <clears throat> well, I hope it's a good message, right? Yeah, you betcha. Well, let's pray. Lord, bless this time together. Allow us to hear what you have to speak to us today. In your name we pray, amen. Now, I grew up in Wausau, out at St. John's, pretty old school, uh, pretty conservative church. And you know what we weren't allowed to do in church? We weren't allowed to run. Are you guys allowed to run in this church? Oh, you are? Oh, no, you're not? Oh, okay. So we, okay, yeah, we are. You know what? Come here. I, come here. You know, we, we're going to run today. Yes, we get to run in church today, right now. I didn't even ask pastor. We're just going to do it, okay? We're going to do it. So I need your help. Come here. I need your help. Yes, come on. Are you guys excited to run? Okay, now here's what we need. Here's what I need us to do, okay? When, when I say go, we're going to run in church. Yes, all right. Yes, it's a freebie. All right, don't judge, don't judge, okay? We're, we get to run in church. Are you guys excited? Yes, she is excited. Yes, I love it too. All right, so when I say go, we're going to run, okay? And then I'm going to yell a word. What kind of word should we? Well, what the theme for the month is what, repent? Okay, you know what? We're going we're gonna to yell repent, okay? When I yell repent, okay, then we're going to stop, okay? And then we're going to turn and we're going to run back this way, okay? Are you guys with me? All right, so we're going to, when I say go, we're going to run away, all right? And then I'm, we're going to, I'm going to yell, repent, and then we're going to stop, and then we're, what are we going to do? Yes, turn around and come back. Okay, come on, come on, come on. All right, are you guys ready? So we're going to run. Now, be careful, okay? Be careful. We're going to run. Space out. We don't have to be in a line. It can be kind of like, all right, are you guys ready to run in church? Yes, uh-huh. All right, adults, some of you are probably like, I want to run in church. I want to run in church. Okay, are you guys ready to run? All right, we're going to run until you hear me yell what? Repent. And then we're going to stop, and we're going to turn, and we're going to run back. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Ready? Go. Run. 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 Repent. All right, quick, run back. Yes. Come back. All right. You guys did a good job. Let's give them a hand. Uh-huh. Yep. Here, have a seat right in the bench. Yeah. You know, whew. Now, 
Why are we running in church this morning? Why would we do that? Well, you know what? Are, do we sin? Do we mess up? Do we sometimes do things we're not supposed to do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mama. Uh-huh. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. Well, us this morning is kind of this picture of life. In sin, we are running away from the cross. Yeah, when we're sinning, when we're messed up in our sinful flesh, we desire to run away from Jesus. Yeah, that's in, in our nature, that's that's what we, we desire to run away from Jesus. And so we're just all messed up and, and oh man, what do we do? We can't save ourselves. In our, our first reading this morning, we're gonna hear these words. Who will rescue us from this body of death? And then it continues. It says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came down and he died for you and me. And he gives us, he fills us with, our, with his spirit and he gives us a faith to hear him, to hear his words and to, to receive those promises, to receive his good gifts And he says, we get to repent on our own. We're just going to keep running, right? But because of what Jesus did, we we get to stop and recognize we're headed in the wrong direction. And we're going to repent and and we're going to stop. Lord, I'm sorry. And and we get to turn. And and, and there's a a turning that happens through Jesus. and, And we get to face the cross. And we get to recognize, yes, we acknowledge, Lord, thank you for who you are. And and Lord, help me to live this life as you've called me to. Thank you, Jesus. On our own, we, we just keep running. But Jesus came and he stops everything. And he saved you and me. And he allows us to fix our eyes back on that cross. So when we leave here today, I'm not saying y'all run out, okay? We're not not doing that, okay? Only in times like this do we get to run in church. But in life, I just, I'm going to challenge you guys to just run, keep running to Jesus, right? All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are, for coming to this earth, stopping us saving us because of your love, giving us your spirit, giving us faith, Lord, to hear your good word, to receive your good gifts. Thank you, Lord, for for the gift that we even have to repent, to come before you and, and to say sorry. Thank you, Lord, for turning our hearts back to you. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, you guys can go back to your seat. Thanks, Ray. Our first reading this morning is from Romans chapter 7. And in your worship folder, um, there is a misprint there, so please disregard that first half. We'll start about halfway down on verse 14 of Romans chapter 7. 
We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, but I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Our Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be Let's confess our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. O oh, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, you might want to have your bulletin open to the gospel lesson we just heard from, uh, from Luke about the great story of this small little man who learned that in God's eyes he wasn't small at all. He was loved and he was forgiven. And because of that, he repented. He turned from his sins and turned to the Lord. And as we look at this wee little man, Zacchaeus, we're going to learn so much about ourselves, but even more about our amazing God and how he thinks of us and how he treats us. So let's talk about Zacchaeus, shall we? And about Jesus meeting him. You know how it all started, right? Zacchaeus, uh, this verse 19, Zacchaeus was just too short to see Jesus in the crowd. So what did he do? He ran up ahead, it says, and he climbed up a tree. I think from this we can learn that Zacchaeus was having some issues in his life. Issues because he had a whole lot of money, but he was still very lonely and very unhappy. And he knew there was something that needed to change in his life. And maybe this wee little man probably thought that Jesus could be the one to change him. He's miserable. He feels hopeless in his life. But he's about to learn a super important lesson from Jesus. And it's this. No matter how small and insignificant you might feel, Jesus notices. So think about it. When Zacchaeus hears that Jesus is coming to the city, he wants to see him. But being short, he can't catch a glimpse. So he does these two things that no respectable rich man would ever do. You know what he does? First of all, he runs. Wealthy people never ran. They had servants that would run for them. Do you see? But Zacchaeus runs to see Jesus. And then what does he do? He climbs a tree. Can you imagine today some wealthy business owner climbing a tree to see somebody? Just wasn't something you did in those days. You had servants that did those things for you. It's a shocking thing that he runs. It's a shocking thing that he climbs a tree. But even more shocking is what Jesus does. Jesus got to that tree and he stops and he looked up. Notice, he stops at Zacchaeus' tree in a crowd of people, and he pauses, and of all the people there in the crowd that he notices and that he pays attention to, who does he see? Zacchaeus, up in a tree, the small little man that climbed a tree. Why in the world did Jesus stop at that particular tree and look up? Here's some Dan wisdom for you, because he knew exactly where Zacchaeus was. Duh. That's why he stopped at the tree, because he knew Zacchaeus was there. So let me say this. I don't know what you're going through right now. You may feel like you're up a tree financially. You may feel like you're out on a limb relationally. You may feel like you're in a hole spiritually. And you may feel like nobody knows that you're there. But God does. He knows where you are, and he's paying attention to you. We have a God that notices us. We have a God whose eye is always on us. 
And you know why that is? Because we matter to God. We do. There's never been a moment of your life when God took his eye off of you. He saw your first breath. He heard your first cry. He saw you when you were being knit together and formed in your mother's womb. Why? Because he made you, do you see? He's the one who thought you up. God is the one who, who made you, and you wouldn't even exist if God hadn't thought of you first. And that means that he wanted you in this world. And he watches every second of your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. So you may feel like you're alone right now. You may feel that what you're going through, God is a million miles away. You may feel like the only way that God will ever notice you is if you run and climb in a tree and and scream, hey God, here I am. But you're dead wrong. He knows. He knows where you are. He's paying intimate, close attention to you. God has not forgotten you. No matter how small, how insignificant you might feel, Jesus notices you, just like Zacchaeus. Do you know what I think the greatest expression of love is? It's not giving flowers or buying a box of chocolates. The greatest expression of love is not a gift card to the Packers Pro Shop, although that's really close. (laughs) The greatest expression of love, you ready? Is attention. Attention, paying attention to someone, noticing someone. When you pay attention to someone, you look them in the eyes and you say that, you say that child, that husband, that wife, that friend, when you pay attention, you say that you matter to me. You're important to me. You are worth my time. I think it's the greatest gift you can give another person, attention. So Jesus stops And he looks up at this guy in the tree, and he notices. He pays attention to a wee little man named Zacchaeus. And guess what? He does the same today to you and to me. We matter to God, and he proves it by noticing us, by paying attention to us. How blessed are we, right? But it gets better. He doesn't just... Don't miss this in the text. He doesn't just notice Zacchaeus. He knows him. Right? In verse 5, it said, Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus and then what? Called him by name. It specifically says that. He called him by name. Now we know that Jesus more than just notices. He doesn't just notice us as one of six billion people here on this planet But he shows us that he knows us by calling Zacchaeus by name. Again, think about it. All of his life, Zacchaeus had been ridiculed and rejected. It started as a young person when he was probably ridiculed for his size. He wasn't as tall as everybody else. And I imagine there was a lot of mean-spirited teasing that he endured all in his life. But then when he gets older, it continues as he's ridiculed and rejected for his, for his dishonesty and his corruption. You can only imagine the, the kind of, of ridicule he got and gossip and verbal abuse for being a tax collector, for being a Jew who's sold out to the Romans and is ripping off his own people for his own gain or benefit. 
He's been rejected his whole life. But Jesus has another surprise besides noticing this guy in the tree. He knows his name. He calls out Zacchaeus. So how on earth did Jesus know his name? Well, the same way he knows your name. Because he made you. Because he created you. He's God. That's why he knows Zacchaeus' name, and that's why he knows your name. God made you. And so I want to tell you this. God not only knows where you are, he knows who you are. He not only knows what you're going through right now, but he knows why you're going through it. And he knows how you feel about it. God knows you inside and out. He knows you. He doesn't just notice. And here's the second really cool thing about Zacchaeus, about his name. Did you know the name Zacchaeus means pure one? Pure one. I think that's the last thing Zacchaeus was. He was anything but pure. He's Mr. Corruption personified. And yet, Jesus looks up at him in his tree and says, Hey, pure one. It had probably been a long time since anyone had called him by his real name. They were probably calling Zacchaeus every other name in the book. Despised one, scoundrel, crook, cheat. He's probably never heard anyone call him pure. And yet Jesus calls him pure one. So what's our Lord doing here? Right, this is so amazing. If you hear one thing from the message today, let it be this. I think Jesus is affirming Zacchaeus' potential rather than pointing out his past. This is just powerful, how our God treats us. He sees us as who he made us to be and what we can be instead of always pointing out our past. He doesn't point out Zacchaeus' flaws and mistakes Instead, he affirms who he was made to be, pure. Right? You know, I think a lot of people don't come to Jesus. They don't want to be close to Jesus because they're afraid he's going to scold them. They're afraid that, that he's, going to, he's going to yell at them or he's going to punish them or something. Wrong. Jesus shows up to the biggest sinner in the whole town, and he doesn't say, Zacchaeus? Come on down because I've got about 110 things that I want to tell you that you've done wrong. That's not what he does. He looks up to him and he says, hey, pure one, come on down. Do you see what's going on? Jesus is treating Zacchaeus the way Jesus wants him to be treated. He's saying, I know you. I made you. I know your purpose. I'm not looking at your sin. I'm looking at what I made you to be. And I made you to be pure. And listen, God has created you too. You are his custom creation. He uniquely formed you and made you just the way you are for a purpose. He didn't use an assembly line when he put you together. He made you to be you. He loved and crafted you and knows your name. Well, you may have had some pretty tough shots in life. You may remember right now as we're talking about names, some of the names you've been called in your lifetime. You'll never amount to anything. Why can't you be as good as your brother or sister? You're a failure. 
and on and on. You're dumb. You're uncoordinated. You're a klutz. You don't matter. You're fat. You're not pretty. It really doesn't matter what the name was because what matters is not the names that others call you, but the fact that he knows your name. Oh, man. God looks at you and he says, hey, pure one, I see you. I know you. I made you. I love you. And he's never, ever given up on that. So friends, no matter how things go wrong in your life, no matter what other people call you, remember, Jesus knows you by name. And you really want to get your mind blown? In spite of that, he still likes you. What? Jesus said to Zacchaeus, pure one, come down quickly because I'm going to be a guest in your home today. You see, no matter what I've done, Jesus wants to be in a relationship with me. He wants to know me and live with me and walk with me and do life with me and be a guest in my life, be a guest in my home. Wow. Zacchaeus' appearance may have made him feel insecure and lonely and inferior his whole life. Zacchaeus may have thought that there's no way that this teacher would ever come to his house. Because he's not worthy, he didn't deserve it, he wasn't good enough. He may have believed all the names that he had been called, that he wasn't worthy. So Jesus takes the initiative and says, dude, come down because I'm hanging out with you today. Wow. I believe that like Zacchaeus, maybe you too may believe some of the names you've been called. Maybe you believe that you're not worthy. Maybe you believe that you're not good enough. You haven't tried hard enough. You didn't do enough. We've all sinned and fallen short, haven't we? Zacchaeus wasn't the only short guy. All of us fall short of the glory of God. And so he takes the initiative. He comes and comes to us in our lives and visits The good news is that Jesus seems to be more interested in changing us than condemning us. And so he comes to our house. And then you can probably guess what happens. Zacchaeus comes down the tree, right, and slides on down, and they go to his house, and what's next? You heard it in the text in Luke uh, 7 and 10. It said, all the people saw this and began to complain. Jesus is staying with a sinner, This man is the son of Abraham, said Jesus, and I, the son of man, have come to seek and save people like him who were lost. So here's another feel-good Bible truth that we all need to hear. No matter what others say about me, Jesus affirms me. People may say this or that. They may criticize this or that. They may misjudge this or that. But what matters is that Jesus always affirms me. That's exactly what happened in our text. Everyone was saying, Jesus, why are you hanging out with this sinner? Why are you doing that? And what does Jesus say? Look, this guy's a son of Abraham. He defends him. You know, does that mean he didn't know, does that mean he knew that Zacchaeus never made a sin? That's not it. But he knew that he was one of us. He was one of us, a sinner, who he came to save. He comes to lift him up and defend him. And he does that very thing. And once all of this happens, something marvelous happens in our story. 
right? Once Zacchaeus learns that Jesus notices him, that Jesus knows him, that Jesus wants to be in a relationship with him, and that Jesus defends him, something snaps in this wee little man. Something changes in him. He stops, he repents, he reverses course, and he turns to the Lord. In this very next verse, remember what after that, what Zacchaeus said? He said, Lord, I'll give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone, I'll give back four times as much. If you're paying attention, you heard, I'll give, I'll give twice. Right? Something changed. And the most selfish man in the city suddenly became the most generous man in the city. The man who all he cared about was getting what he could for himself, now all he cares about is giving back to others. Do you see how the grace and the love of God changes his, this wee little man to be a disciple, a follower, a lover of Jesus? That's how God works in our lives. He, he notices us. He knows us. He lives and walks through life with us. He defends us. And when we know that love and grace and forgiveness, it changes us, doesn't it? How do you know if you've been transformed? Well, look at your life. Are you generous? Are you giving? Are you care more about others than you care about yourselves? When you walk out of church, do you say, I am so blessed. I want to give back. How can I help people? How can I help my neighbor? How can I help the poor? How can I help my family? How can I help people around me? How can I help my church? How can I help people know more about this amazing God and Jesus? That's what happens. When we are loved by God, it changes us. We repent and we turn to him, and he uses us to do great things in the kingdom. So friends, what an amazing day to again learn about this wee little man and about all of us who have been loved the same and the change that happens in our lives and the difference it makes in our world. God bless you as you live in that love and daily turn to him and be used by him in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, this is the opportunity you have now to be generous, to show the Lord how grateful you are for all that he has done, to say like Zacchaeus, Lord, here I am, I give to you through our offerings. As the ushers come forward with the basket, I want to just thank you for your giving and for joining us in the mission that we share together here at Faith to know Jesus and to make him known. We appreciate your gifts. Our offering hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book 602. The gifts of Christ freely give. The gifts Christ freely gives. He gives to you and me to be his church, his bride, his chosen, saved and free. Saints blessed with these rich gifts are children who proclaim that they were won by Christ and cling to his strong name.
We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. All of the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship, and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace. As you are able, will you please stand as we continue with our prayers. Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, ourselves our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As God's beloved children, let us cast our cares on him, trusting that our Father in heaven will hear us and answer us according to his good and perfect will. Loving Lord, thank you for giving us Jesus, who had no sin but for our sake gave up his perfect life so that our sins could be removed and we could be declared righteous before your eyes. Strengthen our faith, O Lord and help us to resist the temptations of this world that draw us away from you. Loving Lord, thank you for giving us the gift of your holy word that is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Guide us by your truth, O Lord, and help us to share this truth in love with those around us. Loving Lord, we know that you love all your children and desire them to return home to you one day, no matter how far they have wandered from you or how often they have rejected your truth. Restore faith where it is broken, O Lord, and replace all doubt with ultimate trust in your powerful name. Loving Lord, we thank you for the gift of children and ask that you would surround them with a hedge of protection that helps them continue to grow in Christian faith and love. Guide, Guide them onto paths, paths of righteousness and loving kindness, O Lord, and watch over them with your holy angels so that the evil foe may have no power over them. Loving Lord, we thank you for your promise to never leave us nor forsake us 
and ask that you would strengthen and sustain those who are overwhelmed by the effects of natural disasters, economic turmoil, personal persecution, and war. Restore, Restore all those who suffer greatly in this broken world, O Lord, and sustain them by your comforting and life-giving spirit. Loving Lord, we give you thanks for all those who have gone before us in faith and have joined you in heaven. Comfort those who mourn the recent death of a loved one, especially the families of Tim Miller, Bob Lurkey, Shirley Spikala, Nancy Miller, Lorraine Pocott, and Florence Hafman. Lord of all grace, love, and goodness, rescue, rescue them from sorrow and help them remain steadfast in the hope of the eternal life yet to come. Loving Lord, you are our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. By your power and might, remove our fears, anxieties, loneliness, and depression, and restore the health of the sick. Especially today, we lift up Cy Worcester, Jennifer Klein, Marcy Denzen, Gary Baton, Bob Eggson, Cheryl Brown, and the many others listed in our ongoing health and healing prayer page. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, grant, grant them, them relief and healing according to your gracious will. And Lord, today we rejoice with Morgan and Will Hippus at the birth of their son Jensen. Uh, we're grateful for his arrival into our world and pray you will continue to knit this family together in their love for each other and their love for you. And we also celebrate the miracle of holy baptism today for Marley and Gracie and Elsie and pray that you step into these children's lives through water to forgive their sins, to name and claim them as your own and to be with them today and the rest of their lives. And now, Lord, we pause for a moment to just offer you our own prayers and requests, knowing that you hear and answer according to what you know is best. Into your hands, O Lord, we entrust all for whom we pray, confident in your abundant and abiding mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And together we pray the prayer that Jesus himself taught us. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now, friends, as you go out, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning comes from Lutheran Service Book 707. Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways. Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways to keep his statue still. 
Oh, that my God would grant me grace to know and do his will.
<laughs> the other one.